Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It is the fifth day of June. It is Pentecost Sunday. And what does that mean? Well, that on the liturgical calendar means this is the day that the church honors Pentecost, that feast that marked the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit within the church. Pentecost meaning 50 days, 50 after, 50 after the Passover, Jesus walked the earth post-resurrection for 40 days with his disciples and what Paul called 500 eyewitnesses. And then he ascended the ascension of Jesus, ascension day, 10 days ago, uh, left a 10-day gap between the ascension and Pentecost. That 10-day gap is most of the first chapter of Acts. And then Pentecost Sunday, when the day of the Lord's was fully come, are all gathered in one mind, in one accord, one place, and then the Holy Spirit comes in like a rushing mighty wind and filled the house where they were sitting and cloven tongues of fire appear upon each one of them. And Pentecost Sunday now is marks for us not the observation of the arrival of the invisible Holy Spirit. No, it marks for us the continued presence of Christ among his people through the agency of the Holy Spirit. So we celebrate Pentecost Sunday, not because we're trying to restore some emotional moment or we're trying to honor the arrival of the Holy Spirit through some ceremony or song, but we observe Pentecost Sunday because it's one day that represents all days that the Holy Spirit has not left us orphans. Sometimes the New Testament intersperses spirit of Christ in there. And that's because there's no difference. Really, the Holy Spirit within us is the spirit of Christ within us. And as we celebrate that today, may you honor the spirit of Christ in you by being with someone somewhere and worshiping together and seeking God and showing Uh, showing yourself as one of the sons and daughters of the Lord as you go live this out on the earth. I am privileged today to be ministering at the Tabernacle of Hope in Westminster, South Carolina. We will be posting the audio and video of that sermon for you in the next several weeks. We have several sermons in front of that, but it is a Pentecost Sunday themed sermon, and I am excited about preaching about this Jesus who John the Baptist said will baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And what does that mean? And I don't want to live in the past, and I don't want to just sit and review all that I used to think, but it'll be necessary in that to talk a little bit about my mentality of what the Holy Ghost and fire used to mean versus what it means to me now. And I'll not preach that sermon to you, but I'll just tell you this. The fire is a good thing because Jesus is the baptizer of fire and whatever fire he puts you in, he walks into with you so that he can remove what you do not need and bring out what you really are. That alone is a great thing. That alone makes Pentecost Sunday something worth talking about, something worth celebrating day in and day out. Okay, 1 Timothy chapter 4 Yesterday I read for you the seventh verse. I want to read it again today, and it does sort of, I think, fall into this Pentecost Sunday season, and here's why. Verse 7, reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. Last Tuesday, we 
posted a certain, well, last Tuesday we taught a lesson to our, to our group here in Flowery Branch and then posted it on Wednesday called The Church, They Cast Their Lots. We're doing a series on Tuesday nights on the church. So each one of these sermons starts with the phrase, the church, and then we subtitle it. This one was, They Cast Their Lots. And it's taken from that scene between the Ascension and Pentecost Sunday where the, the early church, the at the time, they might not have called themselves a church, but they were an assembly of believers. They were the called out ones. Prior to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, they have that moment where they cast lots and decide on a 12th disciple. And I make the argument in this last lesson, and I know this is up for debate, and I expect that, but I make the argument that it that wasn't something they were directed by the Holy Spirit to do, but it wasn't something that they were reprimanded in doing. Um, maybe what happens there when they cast lots for the 12th disciple, which is Matthias, who never gets mentioned again, by the way, in the New Testament, if that's any indication as to how important this moment was or lack of importance. Um, but the, the Holy Spirit doesn't seem to, to reprimand them, but we don't ever see them do something like this again. We never see them again play what is almost a game of superstition, cast lots, see where they fall. From that point on, it's the Holy Spirit told them to do this, the Holy Spirit told them to do that. And in some ways, it's an indication of the kind of thing that happened to a church prior to Pentecost. But in another way, it's an indication of the things that we do in the church service that are fleshly. They don't necessarily do anything negative in the realm of the Spirit, but they also don't do anything positive. And maybe we should get off of the backs of churches that have insignificant things going on in them and we're... Sometimes we're a little stickler going, this doesn't belong, this doesn't belong, this doesn't belong. We can make that argument about a lot of things. The reason I bring that up with this verse, when Paul said reject profane and old wives' fables, exercise yourself towards godliness, there's a lot of stuff that is sort of superstitious. It's just an old wives' tale. It's things we do that maybe we think make a difference. And Paul said you've got to exercise your way out of that. And I think what you see the early church do is exercise their way out of that. They exercise their way out of the dependency on the lot to fall, and they exercise their way into the godliness that Paul says is profitable for all things. I don't mean they perform their way. They they stop certain performances and they start other performances, and by that they achieve favor. I mean they literally exercise their ability to know the difference between the direction of the Holy Spirit and the direction of the natural. And that I don't think has changed. I th- I, I, we don't necessarily cast lots for a 12th disciple, but we most certainly have our moments of flesh, or we have our moments of doing things that don't make much difference in the realm of the Spirit. Some of those, maybe they're innocuous and don't matter. Some of those seem to need exercise out, and they're things that might need pushed aside, and they might need re- ignored. Paul even says some of them need rejected. And so maybe some of them do in what we're doing. And I don't know what that looks like church to church. I know I've had things um, that I think the Holy Spirit has, has told me to exercise out of my practice that maybe don't have much to do with my walk, but I thought it did. Or maybe it was more superstition than it was my walk. Or maybe it was more performance than it was faith. And I can't tell you what that is for you, but I think the Holy Spirit will, and I think you have the ability to hear him do exactly that. Okay, more from 1 Timothy 4 on tomorrow's podcast. We'll see you then. God bless.